Welcome to the Medical Consulting Group podcast. Today, Medical Consulting Group Managing Principal Bill Rayburn is back to prove why planning a medical business strategy correctly, especially in 2021, can make or break your practice. Hi, everyone. This is Leah, your host. Today, I'm here with Bill Rayburn. Glad to have you back. Thanks, Leah. Glad to be back. So today's topic is about strategic planning for medical practices. And I think we should start off by saying, why are we talking about this now? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I I think if you go back to 2020, we all worked in 2019 to develop uh, plans for 2020 and for for ophthalmology, kind of the, the year of vision, you know, 2020, how does it get any better than that? And you know, we started off the year obviously uh, doing really well, you know, January and February. And then, as everyone knows, the uh, the pandemic really began to take effect, you know, in the United States in March. And so all the plans that we had spent all the time developing in 2019 kind of, to some degree, kind of came to a screeching halt. And so, uh, so here we find ourselves a, a year later. Some of those plans may have been executed. Some of them may have not been. But... But now we're, we've hopefully had the opportunity to do our, our planning for, for 2021, and, and we're beginning to, to execute on those plans. But for those people that are listening today that may not have been as fortunate as, as others, don't forget, you know, go back to, to your plan if you, if you have one, revise your plan, redevelop your plan. If you haven't done a plan, then you need to. If you haven't made your plan, keep listening. Yeah, keep listening because I just think it's really important. Um, I think we've experienced the the 2020 really hit us hard. It hit us hard financially. It really impacted our our business, our our doctors, our staff, our patients. And I think it's time for us to to dig out of that. And there's not a better way to dig out of it, I don't think, than to develop a, a plan of attack. And I think that's a strategic plan for, for your practice. Right. And we know all businesses are unique. They're all going to have different needs, but is there kind of a general outline for people to follow in case they're intimidated by creating that plan? Yeah, I, I think there are, are some real key elements that need to be really thought through. One is to determine you know, your position in the marketplace. Where are you? How do you, how do you see your business um, in competing with, uh, with other businesses and, and, you know, we're talking about medicine. So, you know, where does your practice, you know, fit into to the marketplace? Uh, I think you need to, two, prioritize your objectives. What needs to come first, second, third, fourth, fifth? I do think there are really, you know, those pri- uh, prioritization of, of, of objectives is, is real key uh, because you may not be able to get them all accomplished in a short period of time, they may roll over into your next strategic planning initiative. So, so certainly prioritize your objectives. I think you should have this plan written. I think uh, developing a written plan is really important. We're gonna talk more about that today. Implementation and execution and management of the plan are, I mean, that is really imperative. You know, it doesn't do us any good to develop a great plan, you know, get the plan written, prioritize the plan, you know, position ourselves in the marketplace if we can't get to implementation and execution if we're not managing that plan. So somebody has to manage the plan, somebody has to to make sure that um, when we assign these objectives 
that we really can get to, to implementation and execution. And then review and revise the plan as you go. We're gonna talk a little bit more about this as we, uh, today, but I really believe in a, in a rolling plan. I don't think you just write a plan and then you know, leave it alone. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into those, those details. Okay, so as businesses go about implementing their plan after they've gotten this outline, what tools should they be using and what should their mindset be throughout the process? I think there's some real key things during the planning that you need to use. One, use data. Work off of data that you have from your business, okay? Um, don't just kind of, uh, it's not anecdotal. It, we should actually use good, solid data. Be collaborative and, and flexible in, in the planning. Get input from others that, that are at the table. You may think you know, but if, if you can draw them into the plan, and if you can be flexible in your thought process, I think it really helps people be more creative. So creative might be a good uh, word to use during that planning process. Establish the, the who in the organization will help you with the execution and who will own that piece of, uh, of work to be executed. I think it's real important to be transparent. I think you have to be honest and open um, during planning. You know, can that really be accomplished? Why do we want to accomplish it? How do you really feel about that? And then last but not least, I think you really have to be committed to change. You know, the old saying is you ask people, they, they love change when it's happening to somebody else. But you have to be committed to changing and the organization has to be committed to changing. And that's what it's really all about. You also mentioned assigning management as you're going through the implementation process. So who all should be involved in the planning process? Yeah, that's another really good question. I think during the planning process, I think it really needs to be collaborative. And so I think you need to have your key stakeholders at that meeting. So what does that mean for a, a practice? Well, I think it means your, your physician owners uh, certainly should be there. Um, I think your, your, your key managers uh, probably need to be present as well, whether that's your administrator, your frontline managers, you know, every, every practice is a little bit different. So, you know, I'm not sure that I can, you know, actually define that today for, for you. But, um, you know, I, I, again, I think it's important, as we've talked about earlier, that, okay, if we develop this plan, how are we going to execute this plan? Who do we need in the organization to help us execute this plan. With that in mind, I think you need to have the key stakeholders in your, your planning process. So what, what could go wrong if you're not assigning management correctly? Like, is it too many cooks in the kitchen? Is that kind of an issue? It is, you know, during the, the planning process, you, you know, you want this to, to not be cumbersome and, and, and go on forever. You're, you're trying to, to, to get this accomplished in a, you know, in a time frame. Um, obviously, people's time is very valuable, so you don't want to have too many. Um, so it's kind of a fine line you walk about having the, the key stakeholders there, the people that will help you implement it, yet not having too many, as you said, cooks in the kitchen, because then you never get to your objectives that you're trying to develop. And when we talk about objectives, and we can talk more about this, but you know, I really think there, that in any plan, I'm a big believer that a plan should take place 
maybe over a year period of time. I like what I, what I call Rayburn's rolling plan, you know, for lack of a better, a better term. Like what, what, what do I mean by that? I, what I mean is that it's a plan that just continues on and on and on, okay? And as you complete an ob objective, then you're moving to the next objective, but at the same time, you may be adding objectives as you go into your next planning process as a result of something that, that, you, that you've changed. So it's a continuous uh, plan. It's a rolling plan that will move your organization forward. So w when I, I say that, again, you need to have the right people in the room, but not too many people in the room because you'll never get to those key objectives, those three to five, maybe four to six uh, key objectives that you want to accomplish uh, during a defined period of time. So do you recommend not going over five objectives when you're like creating this plan or I, I, I do. Minimum yeah. or maximum? But. Yeah, I really do. I just think that when you're creating change in an organization, you know, you're going to pick those, th those three to five, maybe four to six key objectives. Then those objectives have to have strategies. Then those strategies have to have owners or people to, do, to execute. And then you've got to coordinate and bring it all together. So three to five, four to six at the max, really key objectives. That's really all you can get to in uh, uh, probably a year's period of time. We have a number of clients that uh, meet twice a year and do retreats or strategic planning just because the industry that we work in, the eye care industry, is so dynamic. It's changing all the time. And especially as we just talked about with you know, going through the, the pandemic that we've gone through, all the changes that occurred, all the changes that have occurred in the practice of making sure that we're social distancing and, and as a result of that it may have slowed the throughput of patients. You may not be able to see as many patients. That may have affected the revenues. That may have affected staff. Um, if you own an ASC, it may have affected your ASC. So with a dynamic industry that we, that we work in, I think it's really important that people are doing at least yearly strategic planning, and in some cases, maybe twice a year. I know objectives are important. Everyone's going to have different objectives, but are there any common ones or things that everybody should be considering? Yeah, I, I think there are some common objectives, but think of an objective as this. It's a really big change to your organization. It's something that you want to have happen. Example, we want to be able to grow our practice. Okay, that's your objective, to grow your practice. By how? How are you going to grow your practice? Is it expansion? Is it more doctors? Is it more patients? Is it more services? What is, you know, what does growth really mean to you? From there, then you're going to develop the strategies that you need to accomplish that objective. Gotcha. And those, and there may be, you know, one, two, three, five, ten uh, strategies to accomplish the objective that you've set forth. Which would be why it's so important to keep your objectives, not ten objectives, you keep them limited to three to six. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yep, three to six, you know, three to five, four to six at, at the max. Are there any other potential pitfalls that a practice needs to consider when starting out planning? 
You know, there really are some pitfalls in strategic planning. One, you don't have the right people at the table. Two, you haven't allotted the appropriate time to really think through. Three, you don't have that data that we talked about, that, that real true data about your practice um, in front of you. And so you're just kind of you're kind of going from what you believe to be true, not necessarily what the, what the data says. You, you've tried to do it in a time frame that's just unrealistic. A, a lot of times I get asked the question, you know, w when and where and how, how do we do strategic planning? Well, I always say, don't do it, you know, before clinic. Don't do it, try to do it at lunch. Don't try to do it at the end of the day after, the, after your, your doctors, who I'm going to assume are going to be your key stakeholders, have seen you know, 30, 40, 50 patients. They've done surgery, they're wiped out, and now you've asked them to come to a meeting and really think through a strategic plan. That kind of goes along with that, that, that key element of, of being creative in, in this process. So, so what do you do? I, I think uh, you have to set time aside uh, either on a weekend, okay, or you may say, well, you know, we're closed on X day, and so we're going to do it on the day that, that we're closed. At a time when people can come fresh, when a time that doctors are not being uh, bothered by, by staff, of, you know, we have some questions, we need you to sign some, some papers, we need you to, to review this information about a patient, you know, you don't want the, the, those people to be interrupted. You want them totally focused on strategic planning. So do you have to do it at a remote location? No, you know, no, you don't have to. Um, sometimes it's best because that way you're assured that people aren't going to be bothered. But you don't have to spend a lot of money to go to an exotic location to have a strategic planning session. You just have to make sure that people are fresh they can be creative, uh, they're not going to be interrupted, and the thought process can continue on until you define those objectives and those strategies and, and who's, who's going to help you, you know, get to implementation. Have you tried some of these things and, and noticed they didn't work out? Yeah, you know, uh, Leah, we've tried in the past to do planning, you know, before work and at lunch and right after work, and, and um, it, just, it just doesn't work. You know, again, People, some people are not morning people. Uh, you know, you know me. I'm a morning person, but not everybody's a morning person. Um, some people are just dead, dead tired at the end of the day, and they just can't, you know, process anymore, and they can't think through that. So it's it's not clear. They don't have a clear mind going in into the meeting, and then at lunch it can be just a total disaster because, you know, sometimes. People run behind, sometimes people need to, to leave in the middle of it, and, and so you, you just, I've tried it and it just doesn't work. You really have to set aside and allocate the time. And you know, I, I get a lot of questions from, from people about, well, how do, you, how do you, you do this with doctors who are really strapped you know, for, for time? And here's, here's my, my, my short answer, it's their business. You know, if they don't have time to develop a, a plan for their business, that's a huge downfall. You know, I, I, we, we've all heard the, the, the old saying, you know, um, the plan didn't fail, we failed to, to, to plan. And it's kind of cheesy, kind of corny, but uh, it can be really true. And 
if you own a business, if you're a stakeholder in a business, doctor or any business for that matter, and you don't take the time to develop a plan, shame on you because you really need it in today's environment. You know, when I started in ophthalmology 32 years ago, it was a whole lot easier. Uh, it was a much simpler business than it is, than it is today. Uh, today, it's a business and, and you need to be prepared to develop that plan, allocate that time to developing the plan um, so that you're, you're, you, can, you can have a, a really good chance of being successful. Do you have any kind of concluding thoughts just to wrap, this, wrap up our topic today? Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously a little biased uh, here, but I, I do think it's important that you have somebody help you if you've never done strategic planning before for your practice. And just think an outside uh, person or somebody that can, that can be objective and, and listen and, and question and help you think creatively, help you think outside the box. Make sure that you're capturing the information that you really need to, to develop your written plan. I think those things are important. Again, this is not an inexpensive um, exercise that you're going through. I mean, you are taking people's time. In some cases, uh, if you do decide to, to use an outside facility, you've got costs associated with, with, with that as well. So don't, you want it to be successful. The first one needs to be successful for you. That will set the tone for your continuation of, as I call them, my Rayburn rolling plan um, for your, your, your next planning session, whether it be six months later or a year later. I think it's really important. Well, Bill, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Leah, for having me, and I, I hope everybody finds this um, uh, helpful. And uh, please consider a strategic plan for your, uh, your practice. Thank you for listening to the MCG podcast. If you have a topic you'd like our medical consulting team to discuss in a future episode, send your suggestions to podcast at medcgroup.com or send us a message on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Subscribe to the MCG podcast to stay plugged in to the most impactful issues shaping today's medical industry.